Well, good morning and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for today's show. Now, sorry we haven't had a show for the last couple of days, but unfortunately, I've been a little bit ill and under the weather, so unfortunately, a show was out of the question. But I'm back feeling better and ready for the rest of this week. So before we do get started, don't forget to like, subscribe, and do share if you can on social media. Now, if you like listening to us on Podcast Player, simply look below in the description down below and you'll find a link to where you will find all the available podcast players and finally if you get some joy out of the show if you like the content don't forget you can buy us a coffee and support the show to the buy me a coffee link that's also in the description so now that that's all done and dusted let's jump into the top stories doing the rounds in thailand today and the deputy prime minister of Asanu comprehensive complaint may result in an old election the details listed in complaints will determine if Move Forward Party leader Pita Limjanarat is disqualified from being Prime Minister and whether the May general election should be annulled according to the caretaker Deputy Prime Minister Vasana Krengnam. Mr. Vasanu, the current cabinet legal guru, said at Government House on Wednesday that details in complaints against Mr. Pita shareholding in ITV PLC were a key factor. If a complaint targets Mr. Peter's eligibility to be an MP, he could still be Prime Minister, because the Prime Minister is not required to be an MP, he said. If a complaint targets Mr. Peter's Prime Ministerial qualifications, he could still be an MP, Mr. Vasanu said. If a complaint targets both, the court will rule on both, he noted. A complaint could also question Mr. Peter's approval of Move Forward Party members, Mr. Fasanu said. In that case, there would have to be a new nationwide general election, he said. Mr. Vasanu said he was not giving any recommendations on how a complaint should be written. It is up to the complainant. The Constitutional Court will rule on the particular issue in a complaint, he said. The Constitution prohibits a shareholder of a media organization from running in a general election, and Mr. Peter's qualifications were challenged because of his inherited shareholdings in ITV PLC, which was long ago merged into Thai PBS. Complaints filed with the Election Commission target his MP status, his approval of Move Forward candidates in the May 14th election, and the whole cabinet that he would form. But you should not have such a distant imagination. Consider it step by step. The Election Commission has not taken any action. Do not jump into a negative scenario, Mr. Vasanu said. So it's pretty hard to take any of these guys who have basically been installed by a military government because they're just talking nonsense and doing anything they can to pretty much stay in power. Now, what this guy is doing and what he seems to be doing is telling people what you should be filing complaints against him for because they don't want to be seen as doing it, but they're advising people how to do it. Now, the bottom line in all of this is the election commission are the ones that will determine what goes on here. So if the election commission decide that PETA has nothing further to answer, then that is the end of it. If they decide that he does have something to answer, then that will be sent on to the Constitutional Court. So the Election Commission are the ones who will decide, not the Constitutional Court, unless it's sent to them by the Election Commission. Now, we also have to remember that the Election Commission has been picked and handpicked by the previous government and the military junta. So don't be surprised to see this handed off to the Constitutional Court, where, of course, we all know how the judiciary in this country acts when it comes to the current government I've yet to see, with the exception one time where Prime Minister Pai Chanacha was actually banned or suspended from doing his job because of questions over when 
his tenure as prime minister actually started. But that was the only time I've ever seen him go against the government. So it'll be hard to know what will go on here. Now, what I will say is that a great many people have voted for the Move Forward Party. They voted for change. And we've already started to see around the country MPs who are with the Move Forward Party trying to improve things already before they even get into government. And there's certainly things in relation to Phuket at the moment that's going on, and we'll go through that in an opinion piece that I'm going to go through with you. And there's another instance of it in relation to police, a highway police corruption as well. So they're already making their mark on things around the country before they've even gotten into power. So for me, when I see things like that, I start to think, yes, these people mean business and they plan to stamp out corruption. I saw a great comment from a Thai political commentator the last day where he was talking about Pua Thai and their, their, their shenanigans they've been up to recently and other parties and why everybody is so against the move forward party in that respect and one of the things that came up was and it was a quote from you know a source within these other parties where they basically said well they're worried that the mfp are going to get into power and and they're going to make things more difficult in relation to corruption and that to me says it all when it comes to politics here in this country it's all about the corruption. It's all about the money they can make when they're here. Because at the end of the day, being a member of parliament here in Thailand does not pay you very much. I think, now don't quote me on this, the salary is around 80,000 baht per month. But out of that, you have to pay your own secretary from that. So, I mean, how much money are you really making per month after your taxes, pay a salary to somebody else and other expenses, what you can claim, of course. But I mean, really, you're not getting into it for the for the salary that you're being offered as a government MP. There's obviously other benefits to being an MP that certainly a lot of them look forward to getting and that that's why they they run so viciously for these posts and these um positions when they become available. So it just shows you how corrupt things are here. And when the other parties really don't want the move forward party in government because they're afraid that the 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 money's going to dry up once these guys get in there. And, and when you do see what they're doing before they even got into government, it does bode well for this country. And I think things are going to change for the better. And certainly, I, I personally hope it will. But we'll move on to the next story. And yes, it's going to highlight corruption. Highways Police Chief axed over overloaded truck bribe sticker controversy. Highways Police Chief Commander, Police Major General Eckhart, has been transferred to an inactive post at the Operations Centre of the Central Investigation Bureau while the overload truck bribe paid sticker scandal is investigated. Police Lieutenant General Jura Pot, the CIB Commissioner, issued the transfer order with immediate effect on Wednesday, relieving Eckhart of his responsibilities with the Highway Police until further notice. The scandal involves a special sticker, which is displayed on the front window screen of trucks whose owners paid bribes on a monthly basis to allow them to load their vehicles beyond legal limits. These trucks will not be stopped for inspection by highway police or checked by way bridges. Another order was issued on Wednesday also with immediate effect appointing Police Major General Jarek Kitt, commander of the Counter-Corruption Police Division, as the new commander of the Highway Police Division. An investigation is underway into the apparent systematic bribe-taking scandal, allegedly implicating highway police and which has been going on for a long time according to some truck operators. Sirisa Shirasharan, president of the Land Transportation Association of Thailand, said that the bribes paid to state officials were depending on the roots of the truck. 
Intrap province, the kickback ranges from four to 5,000 per month. The inter-provincial rate is about 10,000 per month and the inter-regional rate can be as much as 20,000 baht per month. Some truck operators say they are willing to pay the bribes because it is more cost-effective to overload than having to make multiple trips. It also saves them time if the trucks do not have to stop for frequent inspections. Honest truck Operators have complained that their trucks are often stopped for inspection or weighing by highway police, causing them unnecessary delays and forcing them to pay kickbacks in return for an easy passage. So apparently this has been going on for decades. Not a couple of years, decades. And the whistle was blown on this yet again by a Move Forward Party MP. And he brought it to out into the open, brought it out to the media. And now we're starting to see things happen in relation to it. I mean, you can see how easy it is. I was just looking at the stickers. There's a couple of smiley face sun stickers. I think one's blue and one's orange or red. And if you have that sticker on your truck, you won't get stopped. I mean, it's amazing to think. This is what's going on. But a lot of the time, I, I'm starting to not blame the police. I'm starting to look at the fact that what leads to police to be so corrupt at times. And yes, there's always people going to be corrupt, no matter how much money they earn. But there is one factor here, and it is the salaries paid to police officers in this country. It's a pittance. It's, it's just above minimum wage here in the country. And then they have to buy their own equipment and, and buy their own uniforms and things like this and things like this. It's not just given to them. You know, as in you've joined, here's your uniform, here's your gun, here's your bullets. They have to pay for all this stuff. And it's an absolute disgrace. And it's an old, I mean, they're in debt before they've even started their jobs. A police officer that I know, he told me once, very straight out, that if you're not corrupt within the police force, you're never going anywhere. That's the truth, he said. If you're not corrupt, if you're not prepared to pay to go up to another level, another rank, you're going to stay there forever. That these, this is what goes on in the police force. And it's unfortunately, it's systemic. It, it, there's no way to break it, he told me. The only way, in his opinion as well, was to break it was to disband the police force and, you know, start a new agency. Because he said, there's no way to fix it. There's no way to cure the problem because it's just so ingrained, embedded into the whole organization. But, I mean, these are the things that have been going on here for quite a while. It's terrible. I think Thailand is such a wonderful country, but it always has this kind of black cloud of corruption that hangs over it that I think is not as bad in many other countries. But here it's just so in your face that people have got so fed up of it and do want change. And I think this is one of the reasons why they voted in this move forward party in the hope that they will make an effort to stamp out a lot of the in your face corruption that exists here in the country. Now, I want to go through a Phuket opinion piece that appeared in the Phuket News uh, website during the week and it's about the taxi mafia and cartel here and I think it's worth going through and having a read of for you guys out there in case you missed it in the Phuket News. Phuket News has some great stories by the way some very good opinion pieces. Now it doesn't say who wrote it it just says it's by the Phuket News but we'll go into it anyway and the title of it is is Facing Down the Taxi Cartels. Not even sworn into office yet and the move forward MP for Phuket are already asking questions about big issues that have affected tourists and island residents for decades namely the state of the taxi cartels vice-like and state-enforced grip on which taxis may serve tourists at the airport. Move forward, Phuket MP Samchart on Thursday confirmed that he has sent a formal request to the Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand, that's the CAAT CAT, with a copy addressed to the Minister of Transport to allow taxi app drivers to serve tourists at the airport. 
The letter followed Mr. Somchart on Tuesday visiting Phuket Provincial Police Commander Major General Sir Pan and the Phuket City Police Colonel Pratung Ponmana to discuss ongoing violent and apparent behaviour by taxi drivers against taxi app drivers in Phuket. By Friday, Mr. Somchart explained that on Tuesday he also raised the issue with the Phuket Land Transport Office, the PLTO, the long-standing enforcer on behalf of the taxi cartels on the island. The explanations he has received so far from the PLTO, led by the PLTO chief Akaka Bukan, is a description of which type of taxis are issued, which types of license plates, which according to them dumbfoundingly determines where the taxis may operate, not the other way around, as if it were not the PLTO's fault that the taxi app vehicles were not allowed to operate in specified areas. It must take a very short memory indeed to forget that the PLTO has already exposed for illegally arresting what they deemed to be illegal green taxi plates earlier this year. By the time the PLTO publicly recognised that some green plate taxi drivers not registered in Phuket are legally allowed to operate on the island, they shifted their public image releases to targeting illegal taxi app drivers. There was no mention of any recompense for a government office supported by police officers illegally preventing fully legal taxi drivers from making a legal income. They literally prevented ties from working legally and there was not even an apology. Shamefully for the police, it has taken an MP-elect to get them to finally this week recognise that no taxi groups have any legal right to even attempt to enforce exclusive rights to serve customers in public areas. Despite the nigh-countless incidents they have been involved in regarding greenplate taxi queue drivers. Funnily enough, while Phuket police initially were present to support the beginning of the PLTO's campaign against non-cartel approved taxi drivers, over the ensuing months they silently disappeared from the PLTO checkpoints as if they could see the problem coming. But the focus on taxis at the airport has really hit a nerve. Public pressure and the fouling of Phuket's reputation as a tourism destination spreading across social media among Thais as well as international tourists thanks to the airport taxi drivers can no longer be ignored. They have not been wanted for a long time and the decades of complicity and support by previous governments is now plainly understood by everyone. The PLTO can keep on with its appalling attempts to save face but its role in protecting taxi cartels to maintain their control is now historical. If the PLTO is to maintain the standard response when Thai officials are finally called to explain their antics, they will attempt to pivot and say that which taxis may serve at the airport is beyond their control, that the decision is the remit of the airport of Thailand through offering concessions to selected taxi cooperatives to serve passengers at the airport. It is here where the real fun begins. As confirmed to the management transfer of the Buriram, Udomtani and Krabi airports from the Department of Airports to the airports of Thailand, the airports remain state assets. The critical relevance of that point for Phuket was much overlooked when the Department of Airports gave that as their response to corruption claims in September last year. After decades of allowing overinflated fares being charged by exclusive groups of taxi drivers at the airport, who of course paid millions of baht for the privilege, the Department of Airports itself has confirmed that the airports that AOT operate remain state facilities, despite AOT being a public company listed on the Thai Stock Exchange, with the Ministry of Finance maintaining a majority hold on the shares. To that, PLTO and the AOT now have to face the prospect that Phuket's newly elected MPs do not even have to ask either of them to let the taxi driver serve the airport. All they have to do is ship their request to cabinet when it is 
finally formed and make the necessary changes there. The control of Phuket taxi cartels, which Mr. Somchart even described as engaging in mafia behavior, is finally being confronted. If the public response to Mr. Somchart's efforts so far have been any indication, a great number of people in Phuket support the move, as does the Phuket News. Well done, Mr. Somchart. Keep up the good work. And I think this kind of emphasizes and shows exactly the state of the Phuket airport taxi racket. And it is around the rest of the island. What they're basically saying here is that the PLTO have been protecting these cartels throughout the island by saying that this taxi driver can't work here and this taxi driver can't work here. And they basically put it down to this. Well, it depends on your license plate. Well, do you have a green license plate? Do you have a yellow license plate? Well, you're not allowed to pick up here because you have that and you're only allowed to pick up here because you have that. And you're not allowed to pick up at the airport because none of you have paid the money to the airports of Thailand uh, through the concessions. What they're saying is, is this is all bullshit that the PLTO have gone out of their way to ensure that these cartels have had a very, very profitable time here. And in essence, nobody can tell and should be telling anybody where they can and can't pick up somebody because it's all public property. So if a taxi rank is outside on the street, that is public property. Who says that as a taxi driver, as long as you're legal, that you can't pick up from there? Well, they do because they say, well, you don't have a yellow taxi plate, so you can't operate here. Everybody, including all these app drivers, all are legal taxi drivers. Well, the majority of them. Now, there is a few that are not just kind of doing it on their own and hoping nobody catches them. But the majority are legal taxi drivers with yellow or green plates. And what Mr. Somchard from the Move Forward Party is saying all this is they should be allowed to pick up from anywhere including app and on that just to tell people that bolt another applic uh, taxi application has been officially made legal on phuket island by the way completely legal in other parts of thailand but phuket is different and it's only become legal now and it's a little bit cheaper than grab i was looking at the prices for my own house let's say to the airport about 30 40 baht cheaper and when i compared both of them so that's a, that's a good thing of course and of course the great thing with these apps by the way the, the best part about this is you can pay before you go on your ride so you order your taxi to pick you up you pay by credit card and there's no cash involved in any transaction the taxi driver can't say oh no no i told you 600 not 500 there can be no arguing because you've already paid it i think that's one of the things they fear is the fact that they won't be able to scam people as much anymore if you're using all these apps where the price is clearly displayed before you go and people have paid in advance and all their job to do is drive the person from a to b you should be able to get a taxi wherever you want whenever you want and that's it now if there's a queue of course you should be allowed to get in the queue i'm not saying you're going to jump the queue but what they're saying is that if you're not part of our club you can't be in this queue and that's where the real issues come into it but i'd love to know your experiences guys as always in relation to the taxis here do, what do you find them i find the taxis now from Phuket airport to anywhere in Phuket because you have to get the certain ones you know and, and there's no taxi meet or anything like that I find them overinflated and they're disgraceful and you're all the time bargaining with people trying to get a good rate and it's ridiculous it's not what you want when you come out of the airport after a long flight you want to go to your next destination you know, that's why a lot of people as well book taxis through their hotel where they pay a straight fee to them but they're still expensive because they're based on the rates that uh, the PLTO have uh, negotiated, you know. But nevertheless, that's how it is at the moment. I really do like this Move Forward party. They're doing and making the right signals. They're talking the talk. And let's see, you know, does the action come next? Now, we're going to go back to a story that... I don't know if you remember a few months, a good few months ago, there was a crime gangster. He was assassinated here on Phuket Island. So accused Jimmy Slice killer extradited from Canada. Alleged contract killer Matthew Dupre wanted for the shooting of Canadian gangster Jimmy Sandow in Phuket on February 4, 2022. 
It was a year ago. My God, time flies, doesn't it? Has been quietly extradited to Thailand to face murder charges. Last week, 10 members of the CSD's Hanuman Special Weapons and Tactics Unit, led by Police Colonel Wichak Taram, a Deputy CSD Commander, and 30 members of a Royal Thai Air Force Special Operations Unit, left Don Muang Airport on a special Airbus A340 flight for Vancouver, Canada, to bring Dupre back to Thailand. The special flight with Dupre on board returned to Thailand and landed at Dam Muang Airport, Wing 6 Terminal, on Sunday last at about 11pm. The airport was under tight security and temporarily closed. The flight was met by about 30 other members of the Hanuman Unit and RTAF ground security. From the airport, the suspect was taken by motorcade to CSD headquarters. His detention is now under the supervision of the Central Investigation Bureau. Finally, the last story of the day and another one in relation to the Move Forward Party. But it's quite interesting because I I, I spotted this, um, what's the name, Jonathan Heed, the BBC reporter, had mentioned it on uh, Twitter recently. And it's actually very, very true what's been going on. Media censorship concerns for PETA after the BBC profile blocked. Move Forward Party leader Pita Limjanarat expressed concern about media freedom yesterday after a local paid TV provider blocked a BBC profile about him. Press freedom is something we need to be rectified and made tangible, he said when asked about the issue at a news conference following a meeting of the eight parties in the coalition government that Move Forward Party is attempting to form. At least three foreign news media outlets have been censored when carrying news about Thailand, Mr. Peter said. Direct and transparent presentation of information is crucial in a democratic society, is important for fostering creative thinking and to open the doors to innovation. But it is of serious concern if the media is gagged. Self-censorship is common in Thai media, especially where the royal defamation law is concerned, because anyone can file a complaint and judicial interpretation of what constitutes an insult is highly unpredictable. True Vision, for example, blocks content about Thailand by foreign media it if believes it to be sensitive, even if an incidental mention of the less majeste law is not controversial in itself, an entire report can end up being censored. In an interview with Jonathan Heed, the BBC's Southeast Asia correspondent, Mr. Peter was asked to explain why his party wishes to amend Section 112 of the Criminal Code on Royal Defamation. The sentiment of the era has changed, he replied. I think we now have the maturity and tolerance to speak about the monarchy. Even conservatives understand that the role of a constitutional monarchy should be in the 21st century. We won the votes of 14 million people and they understood, it was clear, it was transparent, that this was one of the agendas we wanted to push. And really, it is true. I, I believe I saw the actual um, censorship. It just goes blank and it says uh, it's off the air. And that's it. While his interview was being shown on BBC News, uh, BBC World, his interview was blocked so Thai people couldn't see it. And surely that is interference in the political landscape of a country. I mean, do you think they would have censored Priot so easily? I very much doubt it. But then again, let's talk about this. If he becomes the Prime Minister, and he's the Prime Minister of Thailand, and he gives an interview, will they also block his, his speeches if they have any mention of the Les Majeste 112 law? It's interesting to know, but I do feel that they will change things if they do get into power and then we can never get over the hurdle again. The timeline for this is that we might have a Prime Minister by August, but who knows. Anyway, that's it for today, folks. Thanks again for tuning in, as always, and delighted you were able to be here with us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Once again, have a great day and do stay safe out there in this very, very wet and wild country at the moment. 
But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.